0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're in Matthew 24, verses 32 through 35. We're in a couple chapters of scripture where Jesus is laying out some details about what the end times are going to look like. Signs of the end of the times, the coming of the Son of Man, the abomination of desolation. We've been in a few of these texts the last few days. Today he inserts a lesson from the fig tree, which is not to be confused with the time that he rebuked the fig tree and made it wither and taught a lesson to his disciples about the importance of fruitfulness, this is a different illustration from a fig tree. Check it out. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things, you know that he is near. At the very gates, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So Jesus is saying to these disciples who would be very familiar with fig trees, just as you can look at a fig tree and know that when its branch becomes tender and it starts to put out leaves, that summer's coming. When you see these things start to happen that I've just been telling you about in the last several verses, signs of the end times, then it should just be an obvious conclusion that he is very near. The second coming of the Son of Man is at hand. Then we have verse 34, which has caused a whole lot of debate and thought and discussion. Jesus says, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Well, what does Jesus mean by this generation, and what does he mean by all these things? There are many different opinions and insights into it, and I'm just going to kind of gloss over four or five different interpretations of this verse. And then like we have with many other issues that are negotiable or debatable or not totally clear in scripture, we'll turn you loose to go study it on your own if you want to, and come up with what you believe to be exactly what Jesus is saying here. So one interpretation assumes that this generation refers to disciples who were Alive when Jesus was speaking. So, if he's talking about this generation will not pass away until all these things take place, it's talking about this happening in the next few decades before the people who were alive right then pass away. So, if that's the case, how can all these things take place? Because some of the things that we've read about in the last several verses haven't even taken place yet 2,000 years later. Well, the people who believe this interpretation would also believe that all these things refers to the beginning of all these things, not the completion of all these things. So, it makes sense that. It's possible for all these things to spin up and begin and for this generation to not pass away before they all begin, even though they haven't ended yet. That's one interpretation. Another interpretation says that all these things is a prediction with many fulfillments. We saw this in the Old Testament prophets. There were fulfillments to prophecies that happened that were more immediate and fulfillments that didn't take place until Christ came and his gospel was proclaimed, the new covenant was ushered in, and there are still other fulfillments of Old Testament prophets that haven't been fulfilled yet and will be at the end of time. Under this interpretation, the this generation that Jesus talks to is the generation that will see the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, which is understood to be a fulfillment of at least some of these prophecies Jesus has made in the last few verses, and the generation of people who see the events of the end of the age unfold and come to completion. A third interpretation takes the phrase this generation and understands it to mean a people who have a certain quality or a certain characteristic that they share. And under this interpretation, you could understand this generation to be a generation of believers throughout the entire present age. That's the age that is ushered in from the time of Christ until the end of time and his return. So that covers a couple thousand years so far. Or this generation could refer to this evil generation. In other words, this generation, this evil, wicked, worldly generation will last until Christ returns, which also fits. Still another interpretation suggests that generation refers to race. And some of them believe it refers to the Jewish race specifically. Jesus is saying this generation will not pass away until these things take place. In other words, they'll be around until the end, which makes sense. And one last interpretation submits that this generation is referring to the generation that will be around when all these things come to completion. Meaning the one Jesus is talking about, which is far in the future, when these events happen, that generation will not pass away until all these things take place. By the way, I'm getting these general interpretations from notes in a study Bible that I have. I guarantee you could Google it and find your own sources to study this more. There are a couple things beyond the discussion about how to specifically interpret this sentence that I think are important to mention. First of all, Jesus is saying that these things will take place. These things we've read in the first part of chapter 24 are going to happen. The second thing I want to point out is the contrast between verse 35 and verse 34, and what it tells us about what's permanent and what's not permanent. Let me read 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. In other words, Jesus' words are eternal. They're never going to pass away. They're never going to change. Heaven and earth will. What else isn't permanent is this generation, from verse 34. This highlights a really important point that Scripture has touched on over and over and over. And that is, we should be putting our focus, our attention, building our lives around Jesus' words, not the trappings of our life because all that's temporary in his word is permanent. Sitting here saying this, I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 6, which we covered several weeks ago, where Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus is imploring us, put your eggs in the basket of things that are permanent. Do not put your eggs in the basket of things that are not permanent. Friends, the pull in our hearts In our minds for our affections and our time and our money and our attention is constantly being drawn to that which is not permanent, that which will not last, that which will pass away. But God's word, the truth about Jesus Christ, the kingdom that He has established, these things stand in stark contrast, and we ought to be building our lives around that. The Son of Man is gonna return. We don't know exactly when. We can't even agree on how to interpret verse 34. But the big idea is that everything we know and see and can touch is is going to come to an end. And the only way to escape the finality of that is through faith in Jesus Christ, building our lives on His Word. And really, that's why we're here doing the Daily Dose podcast, so we can become more familiar with His Word, more inspired and more equipped to build our lives on it. Thanks for joining us. Come back for more tomorrow. Have a good day.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at Christian crusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners—